Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. They stole your mind. Get it back with Total Recall for Nintendo, based on the blockbuster movie, Total Recall from Acclaim, the action game you'll never forget. Oh, I don't What was it again? Is, what was it? Yeah, Total Recall. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, forget. everybody welcome to play retro where we talk about old video games and we do it with panache and style i'm your host scott johnson and i love how we can make rated r mean rated rad in video games oh very good and i'm your other host brian dunaway and i won't be back no time soon to play any more of these games unless i get a hankering from for some of that feet health monitoring gameplay Mm, okay i'll be back i'll be back (laughs) feet health I like that. Feed Health, uh, Die Hard, NES. Yep. Uh, had that one game mechanic of, that I'd never seen before in another game. It's really weird. I don't think any other mm. game that I know of has Feet Health mechanics. I so cannot that, that I, I cannot of. recall another single one. Nope. No. Mm-mm. That's nope. a bad video game. We'll talk about it. We're going to talk about the rated R games of our youth. <laughs> How rated, well, more like this. The games weren't rated R. How did they take these rated R movies which right. were kind of hardcore, and then turn them into kid-friendly NES titles. Not only that, why did some of them get released before movies came out and had virtually nothing to do with the films they were based on? Yeah. And why did some come out after movies and seem to be based on the films a little bit more? It's yeah. a lot to say. It, you know, It is. And before we get upset, this is we, we title this one R-rated action star power on the NES. And the reason why we had to put that star power in there was to, uh, to delineate from the many R-rated movies that made it to the NES uh, so we're just talking about those uh, mid '80s to mid '90s action stars like Sylvester Stallone, uh, Bruce Willis, and of course Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not that we won't mention more, but that's where I kept my feet grounded. Yeah, that's where we are with this. Me, same, same as same as me. And those are the ones I played. Same as me. Yeah, yeah. same as me. Some of them same are some me. of them are terrible. Some of them are all right. Uh, but we'll get to that here in a minute. But first, I wanted to do a little uh, uh, telling you about something today. So Bill, Bill Duran something? came on another uh, show this Tuesday and uh, that's talked. That's the Punish Props guy. That's the Punish Prop guy. PunishProps.com is where you go to look at his cool work. And this dude's like a master prop maker. He makes all kinds of cool 3D printed stuff along with like hand carved things and all kinds of amazing work. He's just insane. And he came on the show the other day and talked about 
um, a couple of channels on YouTube that do nothing but restore old consoles from like mm. near death to like functioning and pretty again. And yes. um, I'm retro show- brighting and the whole deal, huh? Scraping out dirty dead bugs. Oh yeah, like look mm. at this Genesis. I'm showing the chat right now. It is, it's a Mega Drive, t- really yeah. nasty, freaking Mega Drive that needs serious work. Uh, to make function again. And he goes from this dirty ass, like found at the bottom of a poo barrel all the way to like fun functioning games, work on it, plugs into your TV again, like the whole schmear. And he does this with all kinds of consoles. It's just the mega drive, but he did it with an NES, a super NES. I think there's a, mm-hmm. a dreamcast in here. Right. Um, I know that. Oh no, I know there was a dreamcast and man, I don't know if you remember how yellow those Dreamcasts got after a while. but Oh, yeah. Anything that was white or gray was definitely going to be yellowing. You were much better off with, a, with the black consoles. Yeah, and I was telling him how I had this friend that uh, whose dad smoked a lot. Yes. But he was never around when I was over there, so I didn't know how much. But here's how I knew. <laughs> a couple of years after <laughs> us both owning NESs, mine was still white or off-white gray eggshell. And right. his, was, his was like this nasty pea yellow from all the smoke in the air. I feel bad for that. And this kid. is, and we're watching the YouTube videos and, and it's kind of like, almost like ASMR because everything he does, if I remember correctly, he doesn't really talk over top of what he's doing. Nope. He does, shows it. uh, does he do a little bit of talking? No, he's, it's all showing it. And I don't think there's any music even. I think it's just, right, right. It's just, it's just the noises of him disassembling the, the, the plastic and unscrewing mm-hmm. stuff. It's very, Oh, I mean, if you if your type of person likes to watch power washing, like you've ever seen anybody like power wash the side of a house, it's yeah. like it's so satisfying. It's like, oh yeah, 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 get, make that thing clean. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of how this is, except with retro stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. The channel I want to recommend is Restoration EG, and it's oh, okay. a, a YouTube yes. channel updated all the time, and they're always doing stuff. The Game Boy restoration stuff was really fun to watch because uh, yeah. you had to get a bunch of replacement parts for that. Um, but just look at this nasty freaking inside of this Genesis. Oh my gosh. Dude. Oh, there's so like, there's like dead bug parts, everything in there. I, yeah, I wanted to try to retrobrite something, speaking of like an NES or something like that. Yeah. But I've, I've heard that even if you retrobrite it, and what that means is if you don't know what it is, uh, basically you're putting it in a solution that's activated by UV light, usually the sun, uh, and it will uh, like return to its, uh, to its wider or lighter color. Um, and I, but I've I've heard that over time, like in a short amount of time, it kind of reoxidizes or whatever oh. the, whatever is turned in exactly like that. Oh, really? So it's kind of like a temporary fix. But I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I want to see for myself. I'm curious. Yeah, I am uh, retro bright curious. Yeah, me too. And it, uh, the, they use like a UV light thing com- combined with some kind of special water alcohol combo deal, and you're able to like submerge this stuff, scrub it. Yeah, it all it yes. ends up working fine. It's crazy. Crazy stuff. Yeah, you can scrub like you can scrub a board with like alcohol solution and stuff because that's it's true. We used to evaporate. we used to wash uh, dishwash our keyboards back in the day. Yeah, yeah, totally could do that. Yeah, as long mm-hmm. as it's something like Dawn doesn't have like a doesn't have like a moisturizer or nothing in it. As long as it's something that's stripping away mm-hmm. oils and greases, you should be okay. Yeah, and as long as you you know took but the time to let it dry, uh, you let it dry enough, you'd be fine. So anyway, yeah. do your research. Check out this channel; it's pretty awesome. Restoration. E.G. Brian, what were you up to this week with your uh, your retro life? Hey, man. I'm going to switch over to my other camera so everybody can see in the chat room. Then I'll describe what I'm messing with here. Uh, oh, shoot. I keep turning my video off instead. So take that, Scott Johnson. Yeah, Let me turn it back that. on this time. But let's put it on the right one. There we go. 
So you guys know that we played a couple of weeks back. We played some race games where we were playing like super off-road, top-down racers. And I had ordered from GRS Game Room Solutions a spinner. Uh, and I made a 3D printed design to 3D print a little attachment to put on my desk. Oh, so look at that. that it's like can, mounted right on this. there, dude. Yeah, yeah, my little knob goes around there. Got to, got to adjust a little bit. Oh, because I was on the steering wheel. So, yeah, so this this interfaces, I just got my, you know, we talked about my wheel, which is a little little metal steering wheel like you would see on the old arcade machines. Maybe probably a little bit smaller than those, but still heavy duty. Yeah. Uh, GRS, uh, I think it was, uh, what is it, TS, TS Ticks or something like that? Thunder Sticks? Thunder Sticks, that's the name of the place. Thunder Sticks. Uh, Thunder sticks. Yeah. But uh, I ordered, ordered a wheel, and then I ordered a spinner knob, which attaches to the wheel. And then I 3D printed something specific for my desk. I measured and designed uh, this little box here, uh, including uh, a little place to mount uh, this 12-in-1 interface that all this stuff plugs into. And then you plug that into your USB computer, and then you are using it like a mouse somewhat. Mm. So it, yeah, so you can take that into RetroArch, and you can uh, you can play your super off road, which I did earlier today, and I'm going to do a, a video this weekend. Oh yeah, about about what what I've done so far. It was this this is a prototype I've done, and it's just it's just taped yeah. together. The box is, but it's all pretty steady and pretty stable. Yeah, it seems pretty right pretty solid there. Let me ask you this: yeah. Is it a uh, it's wired to your computer if you're going to use it, right? Correct. This is this is runs us through oh, a standard micro USB, mm-hmm. which plugs into a little board mm-hmm. uh, that is what's called a twelve in one by this Thundersticks company, uh, and you can plug it in for the one up arcade. You can get these for uh, it's got a port for one up arcade, or you can just use it uh, through uh, your USB directly to your to your PC. I was actually going to put this in my Atari Fight Stick. Uh, console, but I was like, why am I putting that in here? Because I'm already having trouble with the fight stick and how large it is yeah. in my limited space that I'm in currently. Uh, maybe I should just build something small that'll fit on my desk, and that's exactly what I did. And I'll post pictures on Twitter as well for those who are. When not you do the video, you're gonna do you can show some games. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, I'm gonna show some. I'm gonna show some games, and I've had to do some adjustments because uh, there's not a lot of adjustments you can make in RetroArch. There's some yeah. pin switches on this on this uh, knob that you can set for the sensitivity. But then if you get into each of the cores, that's where most of your sensitivity stuff is set. And I played some Super Off-Road this morning and cranked up the sensitivity in MAME 2008, I think is the ROM I have for that. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah. So I know I blew a lot, a lot of information up your in your face just then. But uh, I'll be doing some follow-ups with this stuff. I was just super excited uh, to get this in and get it set up. And now it's set right in front of my keyboard, and I can freaking just play. You're probably watching going, oh, I wish I could just spin a wheel. Just spin a wheel. You know what I want to do? I just want to crank spin it. But how hard do you want to spin that and and worry? You know, I don't want to. Right. It stays pretty good so far. Like I said, it's a prototype, and I'm trying to see what's going to happen it seems to take it pretty good i got yeah. it at a 15 degree angle yeah that's pretty it's pretty solid it's not bad it's rocking yeah what a nerd look at that on your what desk. a what a nerd <laughs> nerd play pants. sprint and off super off-road that's your job tomorrow well i gotta play that game i wanted to go back and play more of which was that super sprint uh kind of clone what was it the futuristic one uh, d- uh d- not Ar- carmageddon uh, what was it called it was um 
uh, which was like... Oh, Badlands, Badlands. Badlands, yeah, that's yeah. it. That was pretty freaking fun. I had mm. fun with that thing. That's the one I'd play. I'd play Badlands. That'd be yeah, my pick of, the, pick of the... Uh, Badland. Liver. Very cool. Well, as you can see, we've been up to some stuff, but we've also been discussing this. Shall we play a game? Look, we don't have to tell you guys that Terminator existed or Rambo. <laughs> You know, these were these are huge entertainment properties and IPs that transcended our youth and continues even today. You got Gen Zers who know everything there is to know about Terminator, for example. Yes. But did you know, young people, <laughs> that they made a video game for Terminator, uh, 1984's Terminator? Let's be clear about that. Not to, not to when, but when did they make it, Scott? When did they make a, a, game, a game for a movie that came out in 1984? Well... This is so weird to me. This this game came out in 1992. Oh, so just the eight years later then. Yeah, but it looks like it was done in 1982. Uh, I'd say 82. It's so like pre-movie or whatever, because there's not a lot here that reminds me of the movie to begin with. The character right. runs like a total goo ball. I don't know what's going on with this guy's animation and the way he sits and stands up and jumps. His jump is one of the worst jumps in video game history. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't really... I mean, there are tons of Terminators, which I guess happens later in the series, but not one or two. It was still just down to, what, Terminator 2 had two Terminators, I think? Right, right. Well, when you first start playing it, you're playing as Kyle Reese in the future, which we got a little peek at uh, on the movie, at, at the movie, but not very much. No. But you play like the first couple levels, which lasts forever because you keep dying. Yeah, that's true. I uh, guess they, I guess the Terminators were ran, run rampant then. But um, right. Yeah, the Kyle Reese bit, his torso's too long, his legs are too short. He's, <laughs> They're hilarious. His arms like almost <laughs> reach his feet. Yeah. It's um, hilarious. There's the way some, he runs. some decent sound to this. Let's play a little of that. Except, you know what? Well, I was <laughs> going to say, uh, uh, there, there, there was decent sound. Well, I don't recall that. I feel like it, you know, an NES game, sure, it makes sense, but this doesn't sound anything like the Terminator movie. There's no, like, you no. Try, trying to recreate an 8 bit version of the soundtrack or any of that. Especially now he's running on the, like what is this? He's running. Yeah, that's. It's just dumb. It's dumb. The you know because we've already we've got that cool thing they could riff on that. whatever. So much great freaking music you could you could steal from, but I guess Radical Entertainment was just like. Yeah, it's been 10 years. Yeah. And I think T2 is... When did T2 come out? Terminator 90, 2 was coming 92 out 92 like, also, same year as also this. 92, yeah. yeah. So Which was, makes no sense to me. None. Wouldn't none. You, wouldn't you want to capitalize on that game being out to coincide with the film? I would. That's what I would yeah. do. A Terminator 2 game. And there were Terminator arcade games that coincided with Terminator 2's release. Right. But this thing basically comes out the same time. Uh right. Here's it's, a, here's it's a not spoiler. a good video I, game, all right? I just want to put it yeah. out there early. Uh, Terminator, bad example of our stuff today. It's not yeah. good. It's side-scrolling, platforming, run-and-gun, uh, 8-bit, not action. I don't even think they used all the the colors that the NES could use, or if they did, they chose the most drab they could. <laughs> they mo- uh, muted the hell out of them if they did. They muted the hell out of them, yeah. And uh, actually, one of the reasons why this game was kind of rushed and kind of late is because there was another Terminator game uh, that had been in production for years, and they lost... Uh, they lost the rights to that. It was uh, uh, it was uh, Sunsoft 
was was under contract up until around 89 or 90 uh, to make a Terminator 1 game. And they drug their fate and drug them, and they and they finally just they lost the they lost they make the, uh, a good they contract. make good video games. So yeah, I, I, I'm guessing we traded down here. We could have ended. Well, we we, you know. we definitely did. Now we get a chance to see Sunsoft had run a couple of little uh, CES. Uh, they they had done some some promo work. Matter of fact, I got a video of it. If we want to jump to it, we don't have to, but we can. Uh, near the bottom of what is what. What's worth mentioning yeah. uh, is Journey to Silius. I think is how you say it. It was released, and it was essentially the Terminator game we were supposed to have uh, before everything fell through. All so right. there's a video right next to Journey to Silius. Let's see if we can uh, get and- this to run here. Okay, there we go. So this, for some reason, this reminds me of the arcade game, the Terminator yeah. arcade game. And yeah, maybe maybe that's- it, it was it was uh, much sexier, and it it kind of. I think they got further into the to the game story instead of you in, in the sewers. You know, it was a little bit later on. Oh, Let's look at this! Look at these footage. guys yeah. chasing the uh, chasing the truck here. Yeah. Oh, weird. That doesn't look right. <laughs> it doesn't look right, but you got to remember this was like '86, probably. So, uh, but they're definitely running from the truck. It feels more like look at the look at the Terminator. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, this is a prototype, but it had all these great. Uh, I think it looks great for a prototype. I do too. Also, since again, yeah. Sunsoft made quality games. It's not like they're not yeah. known for that. So, and I, uh, I'm wrong. Actually, that link I sent you was just for the for the promotion for the prototype. The Journey to Silius is what I probably should have put there, so oh, you can see that see. game. But we'll we'll pop to it later unless you want to find it somewhere. But it, it's it's a much more. So did they re? So fun. this Journey to Silius did they rename the damn thing and just try to put yeah. it out like that? Really? Yeah, that's what oh, they did. There was boy. like, and they you know they swapped out some uh, some graphic elements, changed the story up a little bit, and said, "There you go." That makes oh, well. sense. That makes sense. You don't want to do a bunch of work that you don't that ends up just sitting there. You know? Yeah. Put it out. Yeah. I don't know if anyone bought that. I didn't buy it. No. But God, the one we did play, the one from 1992 by Radical Entertainment. Man, that was a pain in the butt as yeah. far as the AI goes because everything's on magnets. But since you're doing platforming, multi-level platforming at that, mm-hmm. it was real easy to get stuck uh, in an area where you couldn't get the bad guy to back up enough to let you jump on the platform. And so you end up dying. And the lives are very limited. And if you die, you have to go back to the beginning. There's no saves or anything. You just, if you, I think it's three times and you're out and yeah. you're starting over again, which was vicious hard yeah. uh, especially once you get to the the second level where you ride in the motorcycle and stuff yeah uh but man but they they did allow you to at certain points they would allow you uh to get extra man yeah. up to six someone decided that six was the maximum amount of extra uh, <laughs> players you could crew you could uh, uh, you know queue up was that before the law of threes in video games and the law of sixes Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. But I did like it. Did do one thing that I really liked about the NES. I don't remember seeing this in other eight-bit systems, but I really dug it in the NES. It's where they have that top bar. They'll put, uh, you know, they'll put all the stats up there, like your your health, which in this case I think is represented by hearts, uh, and you know, d- different things that you may, different weapons and things. And this character, when he jumps high enough on the platforms, uh, his the 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 character sprite will be in front of that hud you know oh what I mean? right and yeah no that is kind of I, I cool. like that yeah that is kind of cool i, I a few games did that and i thought that was a pretty neat uh yeah addition. it's like oh these are on some kind of layers neat yeah. so yeah yeah it's good I stuff like it. i don't know why 
Maybe they uh, sprite redraw. I don't know, but it makes it like some layers. I don't know why the game's just so bad. It just plays so bad. It, it was not good. Radically entertaining. Like I said, I don't know how long they had, but the other came out uh, in 90. So I'm assuming Radical probably ended up getting the rights to this and the, the go ahead somewhere around 90. And so it was probably trying to beat T2 out. Probably, <laughs> yeah. They were racing right to along beat the with sequel. That. Exactly. This, yeah. uh, But never forget this important music from the original film. <laughs> So bad. All right, uh, let's move on You've to been another. Terminated. I think they just want. I think they just want just looking for a chance to because every time you die, it would say you've been terminated. Yeah. And I think the developers thought that was hilarious, and they just wanted to, to that screen to show up as often as that kill screen to show up as possible. You know, just often as possible. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. Um, real quick here, uh, you'll notice a trend today. The movie, or sorry, movie adaptation world of video games was in yeah. a rough place okay yeah we hadn't we hadn't figured it out no. even as late as 93 and 92 i would agree i'd, I'd say even uh, later i don't think we got there till i think kind of recently where they're where they're better than good like yeah at least out of the b tier and and worth your time like i'm I trying mean, to we're watching of, a great series right now on hbo max it's based on a video game so yeah you know. yeah we've come a long way we've come a long way I mean, that game that game benefits from being such a story already that it was kind of easy to move it over but i would argue like the the spider-man games um have all been good and they were good back in the 2002 spider-man game which i guess was a ps2 game and that was based entirely on that that film and it was good like and i think part of the problem is understanding because at this point nes and every software developer was always looking for that next big thing and they were like oh these are easy pickings. Yeah. We just pick an intellectual property. We're not doing any marketing, basically, and we can just go with it. Now it seems like they're a little bit better at picking things. Like Spider-Man, the game mechanics kind of write themselves, and it fits well in the story. Sure. The Terminator, the first movie, um, mostly it's about you b- being stealthy and, and running from a, an impending force that, that's going to get you. Yep. And uh, that's hard to do in a game in 1992 on a That's all we did system. back then. Nothing but platformers, man. That's yeah, what we did. Yeah. Well, good news. Along comes Rambo. Stallone is here to save us. Yeah, Stallone will save us. Now, what I love about this guy, first of all, I love Rambo. <laughs> and we're about to do Rambo 2 for Film Sack. Very excited. Yeah, and this is actually based on Rambo 2. Or I should Rambo say Rambo First, First Blood, Blood 2. 2. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah, this is based on that, right? So this would have been, yeah. let's see, the year is, we wrote it down at the 93. Yeah. 93 was when Rambo, the game, came out for the NES. 85 was when Rambo First Blood right. 2 came out. Right. 85 was a hell of a year. People always talk about yeah. 84, but 85 had some stuff, man. Yeah, don't forget about Rambo First Blood. Yeah, you got two. the First Blood too. You got the uh, you got the, the 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 Back to the Future business that was that year. Eighty-five mm. is a good year. Uh, anyway, you get dropped in the forest and you run around in white white Ted uh, uh, sweatpants with footies. <laughs> Uh, for some reason, <laughs> the limited it's, it's, color abilities or whatever of this console, it's just what you had. It's fine. I don't remember Rambo running around with uh, like red tights and a red bandana, but maybe I need to go back and watch it again. Yeah. But this is, I think, a markedly better game Yeah, than the Terminator game. And that's, this is the one I got, I, I think, mm, of the all, well, we, we're going to talk about Total Recall later, but I think the Total Recall game and this game were the two that held me. 
Right. Um, which is weird because Total Recall is kind of terrible, but great. It's hard to explain. Right. That one, that well, one transcends a, how bad it is into something better. This one picked a better direction. It went with a Zelda 2 clone instead of like uh, some type of action side scroller shooter that they platform shooter they did on the other one. So yeah, yeah. this one's more based towards adventure. It's got a little bit of a bigger map because you have to walk to different platforms where it says uh, south, north. And so you had to kind of like navigate through this kind of adventure. Yeah. Uh, in, in the dialogue, the adventure dialogue, where you're interacting with other characters, is hilarious. This it's really bad. Some hilarious. of it's horribly translated or or not <laughs> not written. I don't know. I don't know what happened or who was in charge of it, but it's really bad. I'll give you an I, example. I like when he's. I like when he's. I don't know if you remember this part, and I, I can't remember the exact dialogue, but basically you're running into Co. So this is like I said, based on uh, First Blood Part yeah. Two, uh, where you run into Co. in the movie, and here's well. Uh, and you and you ask her how you look or something. You're like yep. fishing for a compliment. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's weird. Everything that he does is really weird interaction. And, and these little eight bit uh, punch out looking characters that they've they've illustrated. They're are, horrendous. They're horrendous. They're horrendous. Yeah. And I this love one them. here with the general saying it says you're not to engage the enemy. And Rambo goes photos, not rescue them. <laughs> what? <laughs> And it's hilarious because, in my opinion, it uh, because that's that's the whole. When you first start, by the way, it took me forever to get started because none of the directions were clear. It was kind of confusing. Uh, they tell you to go to the hangar. You go to the hangar. There's nothing there. Then they tell you to. Then you just kind of like walk around until you happen to cross an area. And then you talk to another guy, and he goes, "Oh, you need to get weapons." And so you get weapons. But they've been telling you all along, you're going on a uh, photo recon. You're just going to shoot photos. But yeah. then other people are saying you're going to kill people or and then some people say you're rescuing people and it's just all over the freaking place with your your directions yeah which is somewhat like the movie right but where they're trying to fool rambo into go and do something he doesn't want to do but when i'm playing a game don't fool the player Mm-mm. don't fool the, don't no fool don't me. fool don't fool the reaper either yeah don't fool the reaper um the way i see this game <laughs> is if you have some love for rambo I think it's yeah. worth playing. If you have some love for Zelda 2 style side scrolling with a bunch of weapon types, that's the other thing I like the UI yeah. in this thing. Up top, you get a life and experience bar, but you also yeah. get kind of a cool UI of what you like when you start the game. You you see these and you realize, oh, I don't even have these yet. Like, yeah, I got that's explosive weapons. arrows. I think I see a, a, a an automatic weapon in there. That looks cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody, there was a huge thing when I was growing up, about 80s, mid-80s, where everybody had to get a Rambo survival knife, where it had a compass on the end, mm-hmm. saw, you know, had the, the saw blade on one side, the sharp blade on the other, had matches inside of it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Couldn't wait to get one. It's pretty weird. Did you mention this thing about the anger meter in Japan versus our version of it? <laughs> I did not mention we the talk, We got to talk about that because it's weird as we shit. So explain it's, that. It's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so the anger meter. So, like, uh, in the U.S., you didn't get the anger meter, but you kept seeing weird stuff. Like, you're 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 trying not to get angry, yeah. But you get angry and angry, and then at the end, the colonel, who was from the first one and the second one, you can actually cast a spell on him and turn him into a frog, which I think happens in the U.S. version too. But there's no anger meter, so it doesn't make as much sense. And even though it didn't it never made sense, really, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you gotta. I don't understand why Rambo has an anger meter, but I guess that's the way the audience, I guess that's the way the developers in Japan saw the movie and said, oh, oh yeah, watch him. He just gets angrier 
and yeah. angrier, and then he hulks out. Yeah, he just gets more pissed as the game goes on, for sure. Yeah, which is true, because, you know, Stallone always played the flawed hero, the almost anti-hero. Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. always played just the straight-up hero, you know, un- un- you know, just non-reproachable, just, mm-hmm. you know, and so that was kind of his his deal. Yeah. I, I'm I again this one was actually pretty fun. And I think some yeah. of the mechanics hold up. It plays okay, feels okay. Yeah, if you like Zelda 2, the mu- even the music feels Zelda 2-ish. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, it's <laughs> it is feel like a skin. It feels like a Zelda 2 skin. Yeah. Yeah, but the anger meter is just an experience bar. Just it's just a way of saying you've got to reach a certain level of anger to be able to do certain things, to improve certain stats. And that's as far as I read in the manual because I wasn't going to read anymore after that. <laughs> you got to read. Hold on. <laughs> this is amazing. So as you were explaining that, I found some dialogue that yeah. we must share. So oh, please. I'll pull it up on the chat. He has to save a kid in a cave, which is great because he talked to a guy says, please save kid in cave. And he goes, huh? And the lady goes, uh-huh. Rambo, please go get the kid from the cave. So now he finds the kid in the cave. Hold on. I got to hit play. Um, the kid goes, ah, ah, and Robo, Robo, sorry, not Robo. Rambo goes, I'll help you. <laughs> and then, and that's it. That's it. That's it. That's, that's it. kind of confusing. There's so many dead end conversations and instructions that happen in this game. Like when you first run into co CO, uh, she says, um, something about you try to access a boat. And so she comes up and she says, oh yeah, well, I'll get you to the boat and you go, okay. And then she walks off and you're like, Oh, I guess supposed to follow her mm-hmm. and you follow her and she just stands there. Yeah. So that whole conversation is pointless. I kept trying to follow her. I couldn't figure out where she was going. And then she would mirror my movements, but then she was walking slower than me. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, is this like an escort mission? Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, how forward thinking? Yeah. No, she just happened to be heading that way. I suppose. Yeah. So you, you end up having to leave the screen and you won't <laughs> see her at all for a couple more screens. And then suddenly she pops back up again. There's a lot of moments in this game where there's just these, it, it feels like there's like, Okay, I must be missing something because the dialogue is weird and it's, it's probably it's mostly disjointed and who knows? I don't know. This it's is a great another great line problem. where a guy says, Thank you for saving the kid. Please rest. Yeah. And he yeah. goes, I can't stay here for a long time. I must go. I must go. He's fantastic. Oh my God. It's fantastic. It is great. Yeah, I love and, it. And the art is is just as bad as you'd ever want an eight bit art game to be. It doesn't it doesn't like Rambo. In the uh, in the in the side scrolling, when you do the little when you do the little interaction dialogues, I can see what they were going for. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it looks like Rambo or Stallone, but I'm just saying it feels cartoony. It the, whoever was doing the illustration, you could tell they were inspired by uh, you know mid 1900s comic strips and stuff because mm-hmm. that's a lot of what it looked like from America. Oh yeah, hell so yeah. I th- there was there was a there was a Popeye. Uh, resurgence there was like a Popeye explosion in, in Japan uh, so I, I think a lot of that art was kind of like oh let's give it back to the Americans let's mm-hmm. see this, this is what they like they like the Popeye art so we're gonna this is also what we did back Rambo. then it's a little bit like car or uh, animation today we subbed it out to Asia and that's what yeah, happened here yeah. we were just like yeah take this American thing do your best <laughs> we'll do we'll see how it turns out and it's, that's it's, just what you got that's what you got that's fine yeah but it's fine. In this game, also, you don't. So okay, so we haven't really talked about the R really R rated part. Why this such? Why is this so disjointed for the NES? NES right. or the family computer in Japan 
is it was known for being you know family friendly you could you could give a game to your kid they could go rent it from wherever and they could right. sit in front of the nintendo you don't have to worry about it but these are all r-rated hard you know action violent games and uh the terminator did the thing that most people are okay with he's mostly killing robots right kyle reese is killing robots rambo He's mostly killing. Uh, he's mostly killing animals in the beginning. Like mm. I don't remember in. I don't remember at all in First Blood where he's like killing spiders and stuff. No, this thing's got. This thing's got like floating, floating skulls and spiders. <laughs> giant floating <laughs> scrolls and huge spiders. Those aren't ever in a Rambo movie. No, they you can really exist. feel that. You can really feel the artistic influence of the Japanese development and this is pack and video is the developer which did right. die hard which we're going to talk about next yeah. uh but you can tell there's stuff like at the end uh when you're turning uh the, the, what's his face colonel troutman troutman yeah. whoever his name is uh you turn him in into a frog yeah. you like you, you like cast <laughs> uh what are those things called the 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 spirits or whatever the the ang- the spirit of anger right. at him or something yeah so you could tell there's a lot more artistic influence yeah. from you know japanese creation here yeah and, and i love that yeah. i love that it's in there because it's way yeah. dumb and way cool <laughs> it's rad all right so play yourself some rambo from 1993 based on the film from 1985 i think yeah. rambo 3 yeah. was out by 93 yeah right rambo I, 3 was yeah, what Ram- year? rambo 3 was if it wasn't it was very close like i said in this first group we're doing which is stallone <laughs> i'm yeah. sorry which was uh, it's 1988. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. God, that's way before then. Mm-hmm. So these first ones we're doing, this first grouping, Terminator, Rambo, Die Hard, was all movies, or all games based on movies that were like like 10 years old almost, or right. at least five years old. So Five uh, at the least. So far, we're like five at the at the least, and then some longer. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's weird. crazy. Yeah. Imagine, way, also, I, have a, yeah. I have a theory about this Rambo game, by the way, this Zelda 2 clone. I think they made it so impossible to get past some of those first parts so that no CEO or parent or reviewer would ever make it to the really wonky parts yeah. that might would have questions. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> There's this great old story, and this is more modern, of course, but this story in the early 2000s when Gendy Tartakovsky was trying to get Samurai Jack pushed oh. over, the, over the brink and get it approved. Yeah. And the yeah. only way they would let him do what he wanted to do stylistically was when he went off and was slicing and dicing a million enemies and stuff in those big scenes. Yes. They had to be robots with like oil spewing and not blood. It couldn't be blood. Yes. What that a weird, final season. What a which, weird thing. It is a weird thing. The final season, which aired on Adult Swim, it had blood and it was a little yeah. shocking at first. I was like, oh, it was, oh, okay, we're going here, are we? Um, because they'd done it the other way for so long. But the only reason they did is because Cartoon Network's like, nah. That. We that final season was amazing. A lot of times when you have uh, animators from like the 90s and the, two, the early aughts, uh, they they were being kind of reined in yep. by, uh, by, you know, by, by the studio a little bit. And you found out that that was actually a good thing. In the, in the case of Ren Where, and Stimpy, it was because those Ren and Stimpy yeah. remakes or those new ones they made that were on yeah. like Spike or whatever it was, they were yeah. horrifyingly weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. They were kind of gross, and it didn't feel it didn't feel consistent with the characters. So I understand right. that John Kay, who has his own issues, I understand that he was like going, "Well, now I'm free. 
right. I can do what I wanted to do in the first place. It turns out what he wanted to do in the first place was not as good as what he was tamped down to do instead. It, it, exactly. Creativity is sometimes sparked by resistance. And I think like Joe Murray, uh, Rocco's Modern Life, uh, he would find a way to work. Because I would, I would die laughing because they worked in some kind of weird joke. Same thing with Bob's Burgers. That's like the modern incarnation of that kind of right. thing where it's like Gene's always saying these things that are really Gene. blue. But, you know, you can you can slip them by <laughs> yeah. the way you deliver them. Yeah, um, yeah, it's also a little restraint makes things a little funnier. It's hard to explain, right. but... But Gindy, man, he was given free reign pretty much in, in, on that final season, and he just got better. Oh, it was it's, so good. That's an amazing, amazing run. Everything about that show is... I still i am in awe of how rad it was. Right. Um, all right, let's move on to Die Hard. Die Hard, of course, a movie that came out in 1988... Mm-hmm. The film. This is a game that came out in 1991. 90, 91, yeah. 91 and sounded like this. Again, I don't, I don't think this has anything to do with any diehard music. It's not, but I like it. It's totally unique. It's okay. Um, it's not the worst thing you'll hear. That's, that's right. for sure. But Die Hard is interesting. Same developers you mentioned on the other one, but I actually think this game takes a risk that pays off mostly, which is a three-quarter view kind of down shot of the oh, action. Yeah. And you're working your way through an office to this music that goes, oh, it's playing right now. Hold on. It almost sounds like a ghost game. Like, John uses the first aid kit for his feet. Yep. Scott, because there's two health, uh, there's two health <laughs> specifications here. <laughs> One for the healthier feet, which is so on brand for the movie. Yeah. And then you got your regular health where you, you know get shot in the face or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the more I think about it, the dumber it is. But again, we're talking about a, a game made by a developer that is not native to the release of the film who are interpreting right. these themes in a way that maybe is different than, than was originally intended. And I'm here for that. I think that is great. I don't want it any other way. I will say this: I respect it for one mechanic that I'm that I just noticed just now, or that I'm watching right now. And I noticed while I was yes. playing. Um, when you're outside of a room, you can't see in there yet. Yeah, um, I I love I love that. I, they probably did it because uh, they they have a lot of sprites going on. Because when you shoot, there are a lot of bullets, just, and you're going against a lot of enemies too. This is for the NES. Yeah, this is probably a decision to darken those rooms so you wouldn't have to really render them. But it really works as a game mechanic because you really do feel like you don't know what's going to be around the next Yeah, you don't know what's around the bend. You might walk into some dudes. There might be some health behind there. There might be some bullets in there. Like, you don't know until you get in there. And then when you leave a room, it goes dark again. So you don't know what, you know, there's just a stealth kind of uh, fog of war aspect to it. It's also destructible environments. Nobody was doing that. Nobody had that. Yeah, you could, you had to blow up soda cans. So soda machines were your health bar. So when you got shot, you had to drink a soda. That makes you better. But then, you know, if you accidentally <laughs> shot out some glass in a window, you'd have to walk over with your feet, then you lose some feet health, which slows you down, which is really important because these these enemies come at you hard and fast. Yeah. Um, so it's some really, really interesting gameplay. This was, like like I said, I think this was probably the, out of the, all the first round. Yeah. This was probably by the far the best. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I still think I would put Rambo just a tiny bit ahead of it, but may, I, I'm not even sure why I think that. I think they're right. probably on par. Uh, this is that I think I can't figure out which one I feel like I feel like this game was challenging. <laughs> I love watching like how he shoots. Sorry, just I just realized like you were you yeah. talked about it earlier, but when he just 
Like he just sprays. goes whole hog and just yeah. sprays the whole room. He just sprays. Man. Yeah. Anyway, you, you can hide. You can hide behind furniture. All these things. All of these sets stuff too. Like this uh, room he's in now is from the movie. Is where they got that big giant table. Uh, yeah, the Nakatomi the uh, Nakatomi gets a bullet to the head room. Yeah, and the 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 game starts out. We talked about uh, before we started. Uh, was it Game Scream or Title Scream? Yeah. com has all those great uh, title screens, and one of them is the Die Hard. And you forget that it was like a the Nakatomi buildings look like uh, the Twin Towers, and they were being <laughs> blown up, which didn't that didn't hold up well. No, it uh, did not. But you know, it was, it was still it was still ninety one. They didn't know. Yeah. Uh, and the and the cutscenes are really great because it got really good, uh, you know, pixel art of the of the actors, and it looks like them, even though the top down version. So you know, I my understanding is, you know, we think today, like if you're going to work on a pixelated game, you have tools yeah. that let you essentially just draw in pixels, like you're creating yeah. art and and assets with a with a pen. You're doing it in a very natural kind of art way. Right. Back in the day, this is math. They yeah. had to like go, all right, how wide are dude? You get a piece of grid paper out and you start to mapping. Yeah, you do the mapping and then you you got to program that map. Mm-hmm. And so this little shot here of, of uh, McLean with his foot in the tu- or in the sink, trying to get you know getting his foot taken care of. Oh my gosh, foot health! It's so stupid. I anyway. love the foot health. I just lo- I don't like that the HUD is very simplified. You only get like a health bar on the right hand side. You have to go like and think it is select or something to see your foot health. Yeah, uh, it'll show you what weapons you can switch weapons with the A and B, and you can run a little bit too, unless you've hurt your feet. Yeah, in which case you better go find them first aid kits. Yep, go get them. It's uh, it's cool. It's a cool game. It's the, the like destructible it. environments are still. I think I don't know if this is the first game to ever do it, but it's got to be early. Yes, it's, it's definitely early. Yeah. I like the elevator mechanic too, from getting from one region to the next uh because it all takes place in like six stories in yeah. the nakatomi building and yeah. you also got to cl- uh, climb through stupid vents, too, <laughs> in by the the vents way. Just, yeah. just like in the movie <laughs> just like in the movie i was playing uh, let me I'll, tell you what i was doing the other day i was playing i've been playing a bunch of hitman world of assassination which is what used to be hitman oh. 3 um it's a really good okay. value actually right now you buy it on sale for like 35 bucks and it's everything it's hitman 1 hitman 2 hitman 3 and then this new roguelike mode called Oh, I forgot the new thing. I forgot the name of it. Anyway, this Hitman Hitman Duckwork. It's uh kind of like that. But Alan here's, Rickman. But it made me it made me think a diehard game today. If you made a modern yes. diehard game today, you do yes. kind of like that. The whole building is like a big sandbox and right. your job is to stealthily take out guards. Yes. And you work your way to Hans Gruber. There, there's something there. I don't know what, there but is. there's a game there. There is. You know? There's definitely a game there. The, the problem is, of course, Die Hard is a franchise. It's probably yeah. not going to see another movie unless it sees a complete reboot. And so probably no more hype at this point. Fle- Freelancer, that's the mode. Sorry. The, the new Hitman mode is oh, called Freelancer. It. And you you build your own safe house. You uh, do these missions where you can't save. you got to be really careful. Make sure you pull stuff off right or else you're screwed and you'll lose stuff. Um, it's a, you know, it's a roguelike, but it's... It's great. It's so good, yeah. Brian. At that I mean, first round, I'm going to give this. I'm giving Die Hard my my choice of uh, the all right. first Brian, that were Brian far picks away. Die Hard. He's a Die yeah. Hard Die Hard fan. Get it? I'm a Die Hard Die Hard fan. Shoot a shoot a bad guy. He drops some stuff, and you pick it up, and you go shoot some more. Hey, look! It's what's his face from uh, Thank God It's Friday, TGIF Fridays, and yep. uh, it's Urkel's the dad. neighbor and Urkel's he's, dad. He's oh no, it's Urkel's dad. No, I don't know what he was. No, no, it's Urkel's uh, neighbor because he Urkel has a crush on his daughter. Oh right. And he annoyed the hell out of him. 
right? That did I do? Did I shoot that? Nah, 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 yeah. nah. I freaking hate it. All right, now let's <laughs> talk about the ugliest game of the entire batch <laughs> that came out right after the movie, or as yeah, the movie hit. As, as the movie, like at the same time. Now this one hit eight and sixteen bit systems. Yep. And here's your time. audio. Again, Carl Winslow. Probably not super. I mean, it almost sounds like. Uh, what's that? Commercial something something's on your side. Was like insurance Nation or something? Nationwide is on yeah. your side. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. All right, we're talking about Cliffhanger, another Sly Stallone joint. Uh, and on this video, we're looking at the NES version of this. It is an ugly. So far, it's fine. These cutscenes are fine. Wait till you get to yeah. this action here. Hold on. This is some now we get to see uh, we get to see the big bad guy here as uh, is uh, Harry and Henderson fame as. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Yeah, yeah Lithgow. Yeah. I love that, that you is, always you always go to Harry and the Hendersons. I love that. I think that's that's, that's great. my pivot point. Yeah, for my man. I always yeah, think of him as the, the the dad the or the no the 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 uh, preacher that would that was banning dancing in Footloose. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what I always think of. I guess wherever you get your first John Lith- Lithgow. Yeah. I, I get, how does Ibbett always says it different than me, and I always forget which way. He I'm says to say Lithgow. It. I say Lithgow. I don't think that's it matters. It. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Lithgow is the way I've always said it. I love that me guy. Too. He's my height too, me so too. it makes me feel like I could make it in Hollywood. <laughs> and you get some thir- you get some, right you get some eight bit uh, action of him in this one. Yeah. Oh, I actually loved him in Daddy's Home too. He was really good in that. Yeah, but this is I mean. Talk about bad jumps. Sorry, Terminator. We got a new champ in town. Look at this guy when he jumps. It's These horrible. Jumps are, they're they're horrible in the, in the way they're animated, but they're freaking super in the fact that you can really jump. I don't know what they thought of Stallone, but apparently they thought he was a jumper. Yep. But when you're making these games, all right, this is something I think we're learning as we're going through these. When you're making a game in this era for a movie tie-in, none of them got experimental. For the most part, most right. of them were right. just like side scroller, shoot stuff, dodge stuff. Okay, like every game out there, yeah. you know. Yeah. What's the formula? Let's just do that and plug in the story and the actor yeah. and make some sales. Yeah. And why? And so, did you? I didn't play the 16-bit game. I only played the 8-bit one. I play. I, I I meant to pull it up. Oh my god! I played the Sega Genesis version of this, which I have to have, happen to have. I meant to pull it up earlier on uh, my. Uh, 201 card and oh my god that game is actually fun this game is crap you climb up a lot, bunch of ladders gotta avoid boulders and jump and a lot of platform jumping yeah, running means that you have to push left or right while pushing up at the same time to have a diagonal and he has to have like a running start to be able to jump anywhere and sometimes the cliff platforms are just too short mm-hmm. and all you're doing is collecting money and avoiding stuff and picking up very few items it's just it's brutal. Yeah. But this uh, one that was on the Sega Genesis, it's a little more it, like a, a walking or a final fight kind of game. Yeah, it's a final fight. You're you're beating up stuff. A little bit of platforming uh, in between. You've got some areas where you're actually climbing cliffs. Yeah. Because you're hanging. a cliffhanger, you got to climb your the cliffs. Cliffhangers. To hang. The art yeah. is so much better. Even though I kind of I hated the color palette because it's very limited. At yeah. first, I hated the color palette on the NES version. Yeah. But the more I played, I kind of actually started liking the uh, the earth tones and stuff they had. It didn't, it didn't feel very cold, 
Yeah, this uh, one feels like I, this is icy as hell. There's snow everywhere. This is icy as hell, and you're beating up people. You're picking up knives. You knock out of people's hands. There's a lot of bad guys. Now that's not realistic to the to the movie, but it makes for a fun game mechanic. You want you want Stallone to go kick some butt, right? Yeah. Not, didn't we? Not didn't about we? Money bags. We watched this for film sack and decided that cliffhanger doesn't hold up very well. I think well, we've right? watched every. I I was trying to think. I think we've watched every one of these uh, movies as games on film yeah. sack except for one we're about to watch which is going to be uh, first blood part two yeah that's right so yeah. but in this case i my memory is that we, this doesn't hold up i don't mean the game but the movie cliffhanger's not that great oh yeah the cliffhanger the movie uh it holds up emotionally in some parts is still impactful i'm like oh come on but yeah. in other parts it's like okay john lithgow is just over the top stallone's over the top it's just it's just too much matter of fact we should just watch over the top it's yeah let's just watch over the top yeah exactly <laughs> i want an over oh, the I, top game that'd be cool yeah oh, look at this I a climbing about, mini game sorry i just noticed he's climbing a wall this he is, is climbing you also notice that he went to a fire pit which they have in the 8-bit version as well it's kind of like a health regenerative area so yeah. instead of picking up something to repair your feet yeah. or your hands or whatever you uh you put some put some salve on your pecs while you're climbing, you go up to the fire pit and you and you get, regain some health that way. Yeah, and then the the guys that are shooting only can shoot four different directions. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough for a 16 bit game, but it, it looks good. I think it looks pretty. Well, maybe it's because I've been playing all these 8 bit games, and so 16 bit like it's such a huge jump forward. It's just like, oh my god! Oh, I forgot you guys to run away from the avalanche. Yeah, the avalanche scene. I just wonder if there's like a. Like who? What are these corn cobs? He's jumping over. It's weird. Those are supposed to be logs, uh, okay. but whatever. You know, corn cobs, giant corn cobs. I, I'm, I'm with you. They look like eating like. corn cobs. Um, yeah. But anyway, I'm just trying to. Fi- I'm trying to figure out who the audience is. Then were kids like going, "Yeah, man, freaking cliffhanger," or was it? I couldn't understand that either, guys. especially for the NES version, which was Sony ImageSoft. By the way, they've made some terrible games along the way and some okay games. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't understand the the market either because I didn't as as a kid. If I had an NES, there was no way I had Cliffhanger on my mm-hmm. radar. Uh-uh. I'm like, no kid was going, Ma, yeah. can you get me need- Cliffhanger for Christmas? Cliffhanger, no. now, please. please. All of these games, I don't think many people own any of these games. If you go to try to buy these on eBay or any place, yeah. like price charting, pricecharting.com or anything, Almost all of these games are impossible to find, and one of the reasons why I think is I don't think they had I don't think they had much faith in any of these games. So it's not it's not it's not so, rare for the right reasons. You don't want it to be rare right. because nobody bought them, right. right? Right. And so that, and I think that these were all were games that you would go rent. These, these were all rentable games that if you if you were you were just looking for some good laughs, you know, you weren't looking for anything. You you knew it was going to be an action game. And you'd be able to play it, return it by Monday, right? Yeah. Just over the weekend. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think the blockbuster rental was a was a draw for a lot of these. Yeah, and there was a reason these existed in that way because yeah, you did, no one's you spending watch forty bucks, on and that. then you come do this or whatever, you know. Sure. Yeah, but forty bucks for one of these? No way, dude. Oh my gosh. No, no way. You, know. you don't want to see the prices now for these things, man. Yeah, it's how crazy because they're so rare. What are they going for? Yeah, let's see. Uh, I think one of them was pretty common, but I'm trying to remember how much I saw. So, PriceCharting.com is a place where a lot of us retro gamers go to find out what the price is on different places alike yeah uh ebay yeah uh and it'll give you the uh the new complete in box price and that kind of stuff and i'm just typing as fast yeah. as i can you're while good at the, you're good move. at this killing time with your voice while you look up a thing i, I like do it. 
So maybe you want maybe you want to get a cliffhanger uh, for for North America, and you just want to you know for you know just a mere a hundred and eight dollars, you can get the uh, loose uh, copy of that. You know, or if you want the complete, you can you can get it for three hundred fifty one dollar. Or if you want to, or if you want to get the graded price, you can go ahead and shoot yourself in the head and, and cough up twelve hundred dollars uh, for the cliffhanger. Yeah, uh, not gonna happen. Like I said, probably pretty rare uh, because. I don't think anyone had this in their collection because who's buying it? Yeah. So you're you're spot on when you say, who are they making these? Yeah, for? who are these for? Or better yet, here's a better question. Who is Hudson Hawk for? <laughs> and I don't just mean the game. <laughs> I mean you're that right. movie. It's for Brian Ibbett. He loves this game or this movie. Yeah. Um, unapologetically. I, but, I find yeah. a little bit of guilty pleasure in it, but not enough to watch it more than once in a while when I see yeah, it. Yeah, it's got to be rare. For I mean, I think the last time yeah. I saw it was Film Sack. I don't think I've seen yeah. it any other time. Yeah. But this is our second of the Bruce Willis outings uh, on our list today. And also a game that was released shortly after the movie. This is uh, 1991. The film was also that year. And is a side-scrolling action platformer. Has environmental puzzles, that sort of thing. That's pretty much it. Um, there was an SNES version. It got scrapped. Because the movie kind of tanked. Movie, after the movie took a big old <laughs> yeah. flying dump. When, the, when movies tank, they tend to cancel these projects. But this one made yeah. it to the NES. And here's my problem. Um, thematically, first of all, a bunch of big head goober characters. They don't. Yeah, it's a bunch of chibi characters. So if you're looking for Bruce Willis, it's not going to be Bruce Willis. It's going to be cool guy with a flat top is what it is. Because he's got, he's got his sunglasses on and he's got his little stance was there He's a thing a in the movie attitude. where he would take guys out with a tennis ball or a, whatever? I it is? believe there was, if I remember the movie correctly, he did. It was either a baseball or a tennis ball that he uh, threw for a, to get a dog away. The character in the movie is a cat burglar. And he's trying to retrieve or steal before somebody else can. I can't remember the plot exactly. Uh, but he's trying to get all these these artwork pieces before the market is flooded and it ruins the economy or something. I is something stupid. Anyway, he was a cat burglar trying to turn semi good or something. Sure, do something good with his skills yeah, as, a, so, as a cat burglar. Right. Yeah. So he was constantly stealthing and uh, distracting. And so I think there was a scene. Why well, also duck work again? By the way, Bruce Willis loves lots of duck work. Oh man, put him in some yeah. duck. You know what? If they if they had to recast uh, Shawshank Redemption and have somebody cr- climb through miles <laughs> of shit through the shit pile, yeah, yeah through the sh- the <laughs> shit tunnel. pipe, have uh, have him do it. But he. Uh, so one thing I do like about this game, I think the animations are really good, and I think the frame rate's really good, and it's real yeah. smooth for an NES title. Of course, we're late in the it, game here for the NES titles, so they've had some time to perfect that stuff. But it looks a lot better yeah. than your average game. It looked pretty good. Like you said, the animations were really good. They they went with the simplistic style. Uh, and if you want to talk about a variety of gameplay, there is a lot of variety of gameplay here. Uh, but it all equals to frustrating as hell, moment to moment. I mean, there are so many times where each of these little mini games are just so brutal and unfair. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. They're, they're, I'll give you some examples. Like uh, there's one part uh, where you've got to, okay, so first of all, you have to stack some boxes to get into a window and avoid some dogs. Cause the dogs, every time they grab you, they, they throw you off the edge somewhere. Wiener dogs, Rottweilers, <laughs> all of them. Yeah. Anyway, you get into the first little section and right away you know you're in trouble because you got to get past this camera system, which you think is a camera system, because what it does, the camera system going back and forth, back and forth, 
and it's actually like a laser beam or electric beam or something because yeah. you if you hit it if you touch it it doesn't set off an alarm it just fries you and you're dead and it's start over from the yeah you know, from the it's not even really a ca- i thought they were cameras when i yeah. first saw this they're, and- they're showing a screen now too i thought it was cameras too because i'm like yeah. it looks exactly like a camera but it's not it's used laser beams and anyway like the first one of these things you encounter you're trying to figure out what this process is like okay how do i get past this thing <laughs> yeah and you got to push this box to another crate so that you can like stair step your way on out of the way yeah they don't give well, you any they give you no help with that you they give you no help with that and all of these boxes well some of the boxes they they're constantly moving the bar with this game mm-hmm. that first puzzle that i just mentioned you you push the box and if it taps in just a little bit if it just barely taps the bigger box yeah. it pops behind you and you have to it resets and so this is constantly happening through this game. Yeah, it's You'll see something that you got to platform on or uh, navigate or you know environmentally solve, and you'll you'll accidentally push something just a little like one pixel too much, and it resets the whole puzzle. And it's like, oh my god! Yeah, if you do that one more time, I'm gonna murder you. Yeah, do that and, again. Uh, and there's gonna be we're gonna have words. <laughs> so it's like, oh my god! I I love hated this one. It, it made me laugh. Uh, but eventually I was just like, okay, I'm not making any progress anymore. Were these little psycho characters on bikes, a little red devil looking They're like Zoidbergs is what they're like. They're like, (laughs) I'm like, why is Zoidberg from Futurama riding a bicycle? I don't understand. It's very funky. confusing. It's funky as hell, this game. Um, Yeah. I'd recommend checking it out just to (laughs) laugh at it because it's dorked. Yeah, um, if you if you yeah. want to play like the first uh, you know couple of levels, I think that's about as you, then you'll probably get the idea of where it's going. Like, okay, that was funny. Is the famous line this it. line right here? Uh, is this in it? Slurp my butt. Okay, is that in there? No, it's not. But I was hoping you'd grab some uh, clips from Hudson Hawk and had them at hands because slurp my butt. And there's also I think the bad guys in Hudson Hawk were weren't they like uh, Mario and Luigi or the no they were the were they the Mario Brothers I think is that right? Oh. Oh, there's references. Yeah, there's references to that. And then there's like there's Nintendo. He that. says something. There's that famous line that he says, you got Nintendo. What is it? You you play Nintendo. You got Nintendo. You what got is Nintendo. You got Nintendo. Don't have uh, what, it. How's what the clip it? go? Uh, hold on. Hudson Hawk. I'd be shocked if you didn't have it in your list of Hudson Hawk clips that we made for a film sex. I'm almost positive. That's where I'd heard it from. The, oh, uh, where's the line? Oh, is this it? Hold on. This might be the line. And it's on. Let's see. Here we go. Wait. Can I ask you something? Sure. Will you play Nintendo with me? There it is. I can't think of anybody. I got to go cap that later. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Can you play Nintendo with me? Hey, I'm Bruce Willis. Play Nintendo with me. (laughs) Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. So, okay, so we had we had the, uh, we had the true hero, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is uh, so so good? It was almost sickening. We had Stallone, who was the broken hero, and then we had uh, Bruce Willis, who was the sarcastic asshole hero, reluctant hero, and those were your big three uh, action star star power action movie guys. Those were our guys back then. then. Nice. But as, we've as, got as, a returning guys. champion, and that guy yeah. came back and did this right here. 
and bears no resemblance to the film's music. I don't know why they do that, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, this is Total. Ooh, listen. Total Recall, which goes places the name the game never did. This was published by Interplay. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, film, of course, based on Total Recall, 1990. This movie game or the game and the movie came out the same year. And um, it's a double dragon like. It's got some platforming, some mm-hmm. weird environmental stuff. Um, yeah, it's an odd one, man. I had a good time with it, though. I will admit, partly because it is so weird. Yeah, and that's the whole thing about the movie Total Recall is it's this weird. Is first of all, it's based on a short story, and then the movie itself also tries to to you know reflect some of that, but it's really super weird from the time you, uh, you know, you're, you are is is it a dream? Did I did they lose my did white man? Who am I even? And do yep. I have to really shoot my wife? I guess I do, Sharon Stone. Yep. Um, <laughs> by the way, I will give Total Recall some credit in this next in this round this current round of games that were released almost immediately after movies yeah uh this is 1990 and he shoots his wife <laughs> he shoots scott he shoots his wife he also beats up a mustached baby yep in some alleyways a couple of times yep. as well yep because that's because that's hey it's total recall man like very verhoven yeah. in the in the details the movie is based on like you said a short story by philip k dick yeah and uh the movie takes huge liberties with the source material. <laughs> the game even goes a little further than that. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird one, man. But but they stick with it. This is probably my of all the ones we've uh, looked at today. This is by far my most favorite eight pixel eight eight bit uh, representation. Yeah, of the of the star. This yeah. is uh, this is crazy. The the Schwarzenegger character is like twice as big as everybody you're coming up against. It's kind of hilarious. No, he's huge. He's huge in this one. He's a big old uh, uh, player character. Yeah. And uh, the funny enough, like if you're really following the story hits, this is closer to the film than any of these others get to their film counterparts. Except I don't remember the time where you're walking past an alley (laughs) and somebody grabs you and suddenly you're in some kind of random encounter. Yeah. When did the hands come out of the wall and like try to punch? Oh, oh, yeah. So, yes, it's it's pretty early on. Like uh, after you get snatched into the alley a couple of times and you realize, oh, but that never happened in the movie, though. Right. That was a thing. No, I don't. I don't. I was trying to think, did did he get snatched into an alley? I don't I don't remember that. But I'm not. It's been a while since I've seen Total Recall. Because look at his little Uh, hands coming out of these holes, punching at nothing. Yeah, there's little hands. It's like, did you ever watch uh, your watch Wipeout? There's like any of those kind of like those competitions where you got to run past certain things and weird stuff happens that's how this is there's like there's a wooden fence in the middle of the city and for no reason whatsoever there's holes in them and there's fists coming out of them and you have to avoid them it's i don't you know you can it. also tell what games are needlessly difficult by when you see the long plays on youtube um when right. someone has like eternal life turned on <laughs> yes they're like i don't want to die i'm just gonna play this thing through so you that see. crap yeah yeah i always think sometimes just- i should play some of these that way just so i can I don't know, see them through. Yeah, a lot of these games are fairly short, but the gaming mechanics are usually so freaking brutal that it's... it's that's you know, how it's, they made it long. Be, yeah, that's how they yeah. drug it out. Sure. You had to, you had to become a, you had to become very skillful and had to be skillful in each section. So you couldn't just learn one thing and go, okay, this is going to serve me through the rest of my game. No, right. you'd learn one thing and it's like, oh, crap. Because... Like Michael Ironside's here. Yep, look and at him. They, this guy's this guy's playing good because <laughs> so good. Uh, because 
Michael Ironside, but like in the movie, he's like chasing you, right, with the Uzi. Yeah. So he's like, you can't kill him. Yeah. You cannot kill him. It's literally, you cannot kill him. So he's like the hurry up mechanic. So like, you know, when you play in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and, you know, Shredder comes out and he says, get to go and move. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, it's, it's like that, except he shows up with a Uzi. So yeah. if you're, if you're, you know, going along too slowly, like trying to kill your wife, you're like having, you know, a crisis, like, oh, should I kill my wife? I don't know if I should or not. And, <laughs> and he just shows up just laying down the Uzi bullets. It's an amazing role for, it's one of my favorites. I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is some of the. This is what the dialogue sounded like when they would talk to each other. Hold on. Where is it? I don't like that. Not that. Oh, here it is. That's how they talked. Beep, beep, yeah, they beep, got beep, that. They beep, got beep, that sim speak, but it's it's beeps. It's I just love it. beeps. It's just horrible beeps. Beep, 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 um, beep. But it's fun. That's my favorite of the second batch. Um, I got to say that yeah. even though, okay, so the Hudson Hawk, I could play like the first level, maybe a first level and a half. And I watched some videos of the of the rest of them. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched, uh, I, I did Total Recall, played a pretty good bit into that. It had me rolling, <laughs> rolling in the floor <laughs> with this stupid, because I couldn't believe how many times they got me with the guy in the alleyway, because literally... If you're if you're walking along and you walk in front of the alley, yeah. if you jump right before you get to it, he doesn't get you. He doesn't even come out. Yeah. But if you don't, if you forget to jump, then you're screwed because he's going to grab you. There's no way to avoid it. And I would do that. I would play for a little bit, and I totally kind of forget that he was there because I was fighting against some cops or hands coming out of fences or something. And he would get me. So I mean, it was it was almost surprising and shocking because it switches the screen, switches. He comes out all of a sudden, just doop, and then it switches the screen really quick, and it's kind of shocking. Yeah. Uh, but man, I was laughing my ass off at this one. <laughs> but I gotta say, I think as far as playing a game to completion, I feel like Cliffhanger may have the advantage here. I think mm-hmm. a lot I, of variety. I, think I can and see stuff. myself playing yeah. that one all. The it way doesn't through. feel like the same levels over and over. It feels like there's some variety in there. Yeah, uh, there's a uh, here's a little shot here at the end of the game. Um, by the way, it looks like if you turn this thing, if you if you either play it really well or you turn on Infinite Lives or whatever, yeah, um, Infinite about lives. 25 minutes to beat this game. Um, <laughs> but here at the end, it looks like him and Ronnie Cox are going at it. Let's see how this yeah. ends here. I'm gonna hit play. Okay, you gotta shoot Ronnie Cox, who's jumping like a freak. Is, is Ronnie Cox as tall as him? Because everybody else was like short stuff. Pretty close. Then oh my god, button. love it. What is going on? Is that a Wait, glitch or is that how it works? He reaches for the emblem. They don't show him going out on the Mars surface and have their eyes bulge out. I was hoping for that. They didn't, yeah. None of the cool scenes like pulling stuff out your nose or yeah. eyes bulging out or uh, quado <laughs> yeah or or the the lady with the you know the the things that all of our oh the three boobs uh, yeah yeah the three boobs yeah. yeah i don't remember is that what happened was it a pyramid i don't remember that part is that what it, maybe it, it was, was a definitely was it a not a pyramid it was like a mountain it was a mountain right yeah okay. they were all built inside of the it was all underground stuff in the Mars mountains. And then when they right. blew the environmental thing, it filled the sky with environment. <laughs> so Didn't they, they have, Le- wasn't Leela in that too. Didn't they have like the single, the, the single eyed. Oh, they have a single eyed person. I don't remember. Psych- that. Uh, psych- did they, I can't remember now. Uh, Schwarzenegger. You got your, uh, who's your lady? Uh, uh, Sharon, Sharon Stone, Stone or yeah. the other the other one Sharon Stone and the uh, and then the other one there are two ladies in this three yeah. if you count the three boob lady um, yeah yeah you got it's Michael Iron three and a half really if you if you really think about it oh yeah and the part where Arnold's a lady saying he's been here for two weeks and he, <laughs> two weeks. 
weeks See, too. Those are the moments. Those are the moments I would have figured out a way to wedge into this damn game. I, at least like in the cut scenes. If you, I, how much fun would have seen? How much fun would it have been to see that two weeks person pulling their trying to hold their face together? That would. I'd love to see an 8-bit version of that. Completely agree. There's others that are worth a mention. 1997s or 87s, rather. Uh, Predator also came out that same year. Doesn't follow the movie, though. No, uh, not really. Just Predator's reason. in it. I Conan. Uh, man, heavy heavy on the uh, Arnold here. Uh, yeah. Conan, the Barbarian, a game called Conan, 1991. And it is not based on the R-rated film. This is its own standalone thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robocop in 88, which is great. It's amazing. Maybe one of the best and why it's probably going to get its own show and didn't end up in the crap shoot with the rest yep, of these. I agree. Terminator 2 and 92. Uh, we'll probably talk about the Terminator series at some point, so we'll save that. Yeah, with with the Predator and the Together, probably. Yeah, finally. Finally, yes. those two can hang out. Finally. Yep. Um, yep. Anyway, all good stuff if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> so go check it out. And we'll talk more about, uh, like you said, they'll probably get their own episodes, but I think Robocop needs its own talk, man. Yeah, Robocop's got like a long history of yeah. actually pretty decent games. Yeah, I like those Most games. Most of them. I like them a lot. Them. But now it's time for this. Destroy it. <laughs> Time to play Guess Our Game. We play some audio from an old game. Turns out you and I are both in the same brain space. 1993 is uh, both years for us today. And a lot of what we talked about was right around then, which is funny. But anyway, uh, we tried to stump each other and see if each other can guess what audio this uh, or what game this audio came from. I'll start with mine. This is a SNES game, Super Nintendo Entertainment System, 1993. It was uh, an original IP, not Nintendo's, but an original new thing. It wasn't based on somebody else's work. Okay, nineteen ninety three. So again, okay, SNES, the original property, but not necessarily Nintendo's yes. original property. And, okay, I'll, okay. and that's all I'm going to tell you because I think everything else will give it away. So here you go. Enjoy. <laughs> Is it like, Seinfeld? Like Seinfeld, dude. <laughs> I think it has some like wiki 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 in a minute. <laughs> Skip ahead, so yeah, you're there. Work, 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 work. All right, here's some fighting. Oh, interesting. So, kind of a fighting game, it sounds like, but with like lasers, but not like a punch them, right? Not punch them, but lasers. That's a good way of putting it. Do you have any idea what this might be? It's funky. Yeah, it's There's funky. lasers. Yeah. It's an intellectual property. It's 1993. Yeah. The Super Nintendo Entertainment Center. I system. will say this. Uh the name the, the name of the character is also an acronym. Oh. So or is it an, an initialism? An acronym is the thing you can say. No, no, no. Is he a narc? <laughs> <laughs> it's not narc i love narc oh my gosh narc that's it right I yeah narc, so narc might get its um, own uh its own show um any ideas any guesses Papa rap the rapper nope but it was like an attitude having 90s ass freaking yeah yeah they definitely, definitely gonna tell us an attitude having uh game yeah oh, man and i think the genesis had a version as well that i kept the uh super- and i ended up playing this for about an hour? Surprise me how much I liked it. Wiki, 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 wiki. I keep I keep seeing Toe Jam and Earl, but wiki, wiki, wiki. <laughs> yeah, it does have a Toe Jam and Earl sound. You're right. Uh, I'll tell you since you can't get it. I, other... I got it. Go ahead. All right, it is uh, Bob B O B. 
Do you remember Bob? Bob? Yes, Bob. I never played Bob, but I always meant to go back and visit it. So this is good. Yeah. That's the reason why it didn't sound. So is the B a lowercase, uppercase B, or is it? Let me. That's that's the singer. I think it's um, B O B with periods. I think it's dots. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I've got a version of it here. I can show. Yeah. Here you go, chat. It's this little dude. It's like a robot guy. Oh, whoops! It went blank. Okay, here we go. So there's like this overworld where you you, you're landed on like this big slab in space, and there's like little uh, space cities there. So you gotta, it's all password based, but you gotta pick one of those, walk into one of the things, and then you do the level. And they're not really that hard. I found it to be not easy, but kind of a breeze. It's like, oh, this is fun. I'm just moving. Let's go. Let's go. And you shoot. You got a weapon. Uh, you got, uh, the, what's, what's the other thing? Oh, you can, you can, uh, shoot up, shoot down, shoot right, left. Uh, I think I there's know. no diagonal and new weapons drop all the time with limited ammo, ammo in them. So you always want to pick them up. Sometimes it's fire. Sometimes it's whatever. Um, sometimes it's just bullets. And, uh, and some people love this game. Some people are. Oh really yeah. Bob, I, Bob is, Bob was a, uh, was a sort of a hit. I mean, it, maybe not yeah. a hit in sales, but people that played it liked it. Yeah. And it reviewed well. And I think I know why. I think it's really nicely animated and feels just feels good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because you can go into a permanent squat mode because you're a robot and you kind of like transform into a squat. And uh, so it's, so instead of you like pushing down and holding down to stay down, it's like a uh, different settings for different height. Yeah, which I thought was kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, which it's a good is better game. than that stupid Terminator game we played earlier, which where you every time you go to shoot, you have to take a minute so you could squat down and shoot yeah like i don't understand what's going on right now terminator man entirely agree with that uh, that uh, assumption there so this is what a good game looks like in 93 it's a good video game right here that's what we got here yeah all right uh on that uh note of me getting uh you being wrong let's see if i can be wrong i missed it oh no it's too bad well, what's this Mine one? Tell me said the arcade. Mm. So you would have been, while you were at home playing your Bobby, Bobby, <laughs> on your uh, 1993 SNES, really new, by the way, uh, I was at the arcade pumping quarters into this game. Oh, let's hear it. Sounds Sega-ish. How was the Capcom game? Oh, I'll give you something already. Look at that. Oh, okay. Capcom. Early, hint. early Capcom. Let's see. Early hint. This isn't Street Fighter One. Yeah, mm-mm, no sir. Ninety three. We had already had Street Fighter Two. Yeah. Uh, is it a side-scrolling punch em up kind of thing? It's a... What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Go over there and side-scroll and punch them up? Yes, it is. <laughs> is it Final Fight? Nope. Mm-mm. That's a Capcom joint. It really is a Capcom uh, joint. Um, we should get three... Yeah, We should have rules here. We should have three guesses. And then you're out? Three hints and then you're out. Three hints, three guesses, right. you're out. So if I can get All it right. under three, I win. All right. Uh, that's my second guess. So my third guess... Give me another hint. That'll be your third hint. Uh, it went on to have an animated series. An animated series. Uh, 
Capcom, you say? Capcom, side scrolling, beat him up. Um, oh, I'm gonna be really annoyed. T um, I give up. What is it? I would go with people beating up Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Oh shit! I forgot yes. about that game. I forgot that existed. I did too until it popped up on my radar today, and I was or yesterday, and I said, "Yeah." Hold on, is that just called Cadillacs and dinosaurs? This is called Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. I want to say this was at our skating rink uh, in Japan. It was known as Cadillacs. Oh, apparently it was it was normal to have dinosaurs in the street, but not Cadillacs. And this was an arcade. Did this ever come home? Do you know? Uh, dude, was it ever at home? I don't know if they ever did a port. I only see arcade. I don't think it ever made it to home ports. Oh, I'm looking at video now. I remember this game. Absolutely mm -hmm. remember this. Yeah, they did a bunch of these. They're basically the Final Fight engine, and they would just kind of repurpose yeah. it. Yeah, everyone watched. This is one like, of the first uh, things I played when I played when I got my my uh, arcade retro setup, my little Mame setup. I was like, yeah, yeah. there's some Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Oh, those buildings back there look like Last of Us buildings. They're all bent over they and do. overgrown. Look at that. That's pretty cool. Let me let me pet your pet dinosaur. No way, man. We're gonna fight, and his then name, we're gonna take my Cadillac. His name is Rockhopper. The, right. Oh no, I'm he's sorry. punching his. He's his name is Vice T. Uh, right. He's called Vice T. His his dinosaur is called Rockhopper. Yeah, you this play is the three players. I don't think anyone ever played this with me. I think I was always by your myself. You're on playing. <laughs> you just played. I want Cadillacs and dinosaurs. I don't think so, sir. Just punch and kick, or was there more to this? Uh, so I was just jump, punch, and kick. I think you occasionally pick up uh, weapons on the floor. I think. I think if I remember correctly. Dude, the the '90s were so freaking great, man. Yeah. Look at the stupid ideas we had. They're so stupid. You know I love funny? them. I absolutely love it. Oh, what if the world was a bunch of guys named Vice T with their own pet dinosaurs to fight for them? Like, it's so dumb. I you know what would be even better? Let's put some Cadillacs in there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, dude. Cadillacs. It's so stupid. It works. I just love it. The whole yeah. decades. It, you could say but this yeah. in the 90s. The 90s. So yeah. stupid. It works. There you go. But, but you had the power-ups, too, of course. The you know, Capcom game there. So you, yeah. you, you'd build up your little meter there, and you'd use the power-ups. I love it. Nicely done. Well, we both lost today. We both lost. We both get this right here. A big fat one of these. Hold on. Where is it? What? No, no, no. No, no. Hold on. I have but right you, here. the listener, won. There. The listeners always win because they're yeah. here, you know, exposing themselves to this trash. All right. Let's do this next one, <laughs> which is emails Welcome and texts. All right. The this is good news because we love hearing from you people at home. Play retro show at gmail.com. This, uh, this is an email from Brian Graymore or Grimore. Oh. He is Grimoire. a co-founder of Grimoire Games, LLC. Oh, oh nice. Hey, guys, uh, you don't need to read this on air, but I'm gonna. Ooh, I've recently sweet. found the Play Retro show on Spotify, and I just wanted to say that I'm really enjoying it. You two are really oh. entertaining, and I hope the show continues for years to come. I especially appreciate oh, Scott playing, paying homage to his dad and, uh, yes. and the work he used to do on arcade machines back in the day. That's super cool. I'm curious to know which games you've sunk the most time into throughout your gaming careers. Uh, and I think retro playability would be a fun show topic. Uh, yeah, Super, Super Metroid was my jam back in the day, and I rented that one many times until finally buying a copy at Shopco. Oh, my gosh, Shopco. Oh, Shopco. I used to go there all the time. Yes. Doesn't exist now. No, anyway, it says, now I spend the majority of my time on rage-inducing games like Rocket League. I played my 10,000th <laughs> 10, match of that godforsaken oh God. game. I know, that's a lot, dude. 
He says he might need help. Anyway, on an unrelated note, I was just listening to the Activate Pac-Man episode, and Brian mentioned that his son is into board games. My wife and I had our own uh, game com- publishing game a few years back. Or, game sorry, published? Game published a few years back. And I thought it'd be fun to send you uh, one or both of you a copy if you're interested. If not, that's totally Ow. cool. Um, but if you just say the word, I'll throw it in the mail for you. Anyway, thanks for reading this and keep up the excellent work. I'd love to see your game. That sounds great. Absolutely, Brian. Show us your game. We do lesson board games around here as well. Um, the, the game that I played the most throughout my entire life is there's just no way you could compete with Quake for me. I've played so many hours of Quake, decade to decade, yeah. and then Age of Empires after that. Uh, but yeah, if it. <laughs> Probably it's, it's probably a joint uh, number or probably close, but I think I played as much World of Warcraft as I played. I'd, I'd say Quake and Doom combined are, are kind of one big solid chunk of time for me because I played just yeah. nothing but that stuff back then. Yeah. Um. So I think between those two and Warcraft, those are going to be the biggest slash plays of my life. For sure. I played, yeah, Warcraft, World of Warcraft for a couple of years was everything I played, but yeah, yeah. I, I jumped out. See, I was like 15 years straight, man. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot of gaming. That's a lot of Warcraft, my friend. That's it a is. lot. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of Half-Life mods. I used to play a lot of Quake mods. I used to play a lot of Unreal Tournament. I should mention that. That one's probably way up there. Yeah. Played a shit well. ton of Unreal Tournament. Yeah, there's uh, there. Those are ours. I think we we're dudes of a certain age, so we come from a certain, you know, yeah, time in gaming for that. But um, you know, his was and super. Picking Need for Speed, I played just tons of Need for Speed games, just hour yeah. after hour, just going around in circles. Yeah. Turn that way. Turn when I was way. a kid, I played a ton because we had the machine in the house. I played a ton of Missile Command and Crazy Climber. Those games have a lot oh, of hours yeah. on them, but it's hard to say. I never really tracked them. But I don't know. There's so many games, dude. It's hard to nail this down. But I'd love to see your game. As someone who is currently working on his second card game, which is getting close yes. to being done over at, uh, uh, what's the name of the damn thing? Dungeonmurder.com. Uh, Dungeon Murder. You can go see progress Rock, on Rock that. Runners is already out there, so you could get Rock Runners. Yeah, right? you can but get Rock guys. Runners now. And, yeah. uh, oh, I thought I brought it down here. I got the box in for... for Dungeon Murder, and I'm so, oh, I'm so happy with it. It looks so good. Very good. Anyway... Uh, thanks for writing it in. It sounds like we may be on the cusp of yet another podcast. That's right. We very well could be. <laughs> 801-471-0462. You can send texts and uh, voicemails to us. We got one here from... Doesn't say, so I'll just read it. Hey, Play Retro guys. Would love to hear your thoughts on old Mac games, especially Crystal Quest, which was a favorite of mine. Great Ooh. show. I would love to talk about vintage uh, Mac gaming because there was a time there where mm-hmm. that was the bomb. That's where you Yeah, went. there was a few. Yeah, for a while, there was a little time there that there was a select few games for the for the system, but they were all pretty good. Yeah, so they were all very good. Was, it, it, yeah. First place, first place I played Day of Defeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, first place that I played. Oh, geez. We're on the world called? as Carmen San Diego. No, I never did that. <laughs> it was an old black and white thing, though. Can't remember right. what it was, though. Oh, so good. There was something. Oh, Crystal, about- Quest, Crystal Quest Classic is uh, on Steam currently for. Oh, no way. Really? Did she say trackball or something? Video uh, game from 1987. That's, Crystal, that's the one in the arcade, isn't it? That uh, must be the arcade. Was there a different one for Mac? Um, I just hold do. on. Crystal Quest. Only. I'm looking. Uh, uh, it's, let's see. Crystal Quest Action Game written by. 
Patrick Buckland for the Macintosh, produced by Cassidy and Green, was ported. This is 1987. Ported to the Apple II GS in 89. Uh, we're also Amiga, Game Boy, iOS, and Palm versions. So it looks like a. It looks like it's the same game, just for a port. It's not right? the arcade game, though. It's not right? an arcade game. That's not, it's not it? a port of the arcade game. I don't know. I don't know now either. It's a mouse-driven arcade game. Let's see if there's a play-through deal. Uh, just real quick here. Let's see. Back. Crystal Quest Mac long play. Probably okay. something. Oh yeah, here we go. Mouse-driven game. Oh, this looks like fun. Yes. Yeah, this looks cool. Look at this. Little dog played different. Crystal Quest. Got like vector graphics of some sort looks like almost, but it's hard to say. Pretty different. Okay, Quest. I controls. think you're looking at the one before that I looked at. I looked at Well, this is on a this is on a color Mac, but I Oh, maybe not. Oh, look. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the next video. Oh, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is it, I think. I remember this. I think. Yeah, I'm looking at the 2GS version or the two, the two, the which one is it? Which one's the the black and white one that they had? That was um, oh, I don't know. I can't remember. But you played with a mouse, which is crazy. At the yes, time. which is kind of cool. Yeah, nobody was doing that. No, that was, that was new business. All right. Well, anyway, I think we will. We'll do some sort of uh, retro look at Mac games. I think that would be yeah. smart. Mac games. Uh, some of the best ones, anyway. We got another quick text here from AJ in Provo. It says during the Earthworm Jim oh. episode, somebody said Jim's whip thingy. It says <laughs> I need to print out that whip. Uh, or sorry, I need to point out that the whip is Jim himself. He pulls True. himself out of the suit and uses his body as a whip, or a helicopter, or a jump rope, or whatever. It's one of the goofiest things in the game, and I love it. Love the show. Keep bringing back the nostalgic feels. Well, AJ in Provo, not far from me. Um, yeah. I think we, I mean, we knew that we know that that's earthworm Jim. I just think we, when I say thing, I think I'm referring to the action itself. Like, oh, he's doing the right. whip thing, but you're not wrong. AJ. Yeah. yeah we did wrong. say Jim's whip thingy. And either one of us could have said it because I probably referred to it the same way. It's yeah. kind of a weird thought with earthworm Jim because <laughs> it is weird. the, the suit is almost sentient in itself, but is Jim operating it or is he working in tandem with some type of alien life form? It actually ask more questions than yeah answers. who are who's in charge of that suit especially when he's out of it and the suit is using his body to whip things right does the whip suit function at all without the host like there's a lot of questions there it does because there's levels where uh is it two that you have to go retrieve the suit a couple of times you'll be just a, a worm crawl on the ground to retrieve the body on another level but i'm not sure if the robot's controlling itself there's i don't know it's an interesting question mm-hmm uh, we we intend to answer it, but maybe not today. Uh, <laughs> maybe not ever. <laughs> send us those uh, those texts. You can send voicemails as well if you guys want. It's super easy. Just send them to that number, 801-471-0462. Be happy to read them or play them on the show. And emails can keep coming to us at playretroshow at gmail.com. Next week, we are going to take the advice of uh, Paul from the UK and cover the Wing Commander series, the the old ones. We're heading back to the PC, people. We haven't done a PC game in a minute. So. Yep. Long before Star Citizen was a thing, that dude was making Wing Commander. And uh, we'll talk about them. We'll, we'll get all the way up to like 3DO when they had Mark Hamill in there doing his business. Mm-hmm. Doing uh, his business. <laughs> Hi, I'm, Har- I'm Mark Hamill, and I'm doing my business. I'm doing my business. What are you doing? Well, we're playing your game, and that'll be next week. The Wing Commander series. Back to the PC, everybody. That's where we're headed. Uh, so watch for that. In the meantime, I would like you all to head on over to patreon.com slash play 
Retro. Why? Because there's a bunch of reasons to join up. And you can you could ask somebody like, oh, I don't know, brand new patron Junis Enola or oh, Aaron goodness. Frost, who just joined us this <gasps> week. They're fantastic people and are part Welcome, of Aaron the Frost. growing family. Yes. So thank you guys both for joining us. If you would like no commercials ever, pre-show content every week and other great benefits, go read all about them at patreon.com slash play retro. It's cheap. It's easy. And you'll be supporting your favorite retro gaming podcast. Do just it like today. Me. That's right. Uh, and then when Brian needs weird, weird wheels to attach to his desk, we can help get there. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm the the plan is this weekend to kind of do a little video, maybe 15 minute video of uh, my my whole process of of d- putting this steering wheel thing together, and also maybe a little gameplay. So, patron, look for it. That's right. Will we talk about the movie when we talk about um, uh, Wing Commander? Maybe it might come up. Like yeah. it did today for the stuff we talked about. We talked. We've done that movie on Film Sack and done it. You know, a complete coverage of it. So we're not going to do that, obviously. But we'll talk a little bit about why the Wing Commander movie sucks so bad and why. Maybe why I'll watch Wing Commander while I play some Wing Commander this week. That shouldn't get confusing. Oh man, that that causes cancer or something to do both yeah, those things. Yeah, it's not once. good. Yeah, be careful. Uh, that'll do it for this and us this week. Thank you all for hanging out with us and joining us. Tell your friends, show up live even. We do this show on Tuesdays. Uh, today was a little different, but Tuesday. normally Tuesdays at uh, 3.30 Mountain Time. And you can watch us live at frogpants.tv. That's it for us, for me, for Brian, for all of you. Go play something retro. We'll I'm see you next it. time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. They stole your mind. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.